Two of the Slow Spin Society podcast. My name is Paul, and joining me as always is Rob. What's up, man? Hey guys, what's up? What's poppin'? <laughs> and today I have the pleasure uh to have Terry Barrinson on the podcast. What's up, man? What's going on, y'all? Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Welcome. I'm just kidding. How y'all doing? <laughs> so Terry just bought the podcast. That's right. So hey, you're sponsoring from, it now. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, only if I get a free place to stay in London, Always. France, and in Berlin. Always. And a bicycle there. Okay. Always. Always. <laughs> you can have my bicycle. Sweet. <laughs> you can have all my stuff, please. You're like five two. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> what size do you ride, Terry? What size uh, usually an XL. I'm like a 60. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mediums okay, will not yeah. fit you at all. <laughs> my... Even mine. I ride a 57. That would be too small. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've like my low pros are size too small. So, like, I make it work. I can make smaller bikes work, but it's, it's not, that. not the best looking thing. I look like a big. A big circus bear on a small tricycle, you know. Love it. Speaking of uh Terry's Low Pro, if you want to hear more about well the Low Pro, Terry Spikes, um we talked a lot about camera gears, uh cinematography, then you should listen to the pre-show. You can access the extended conversation at patreon.com slash podcast or by subscribing directly on Apple Podcasts. But let's get into the show. Yay. Well, Terry, it's really nice to have you there. Really nice. Um, most of the people listening to this already know you and what you do, but for the ones who don't, could you quickly introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, my name is Terry Berenson, if you didn't catch that. Um, and I do a lot of different cycling and a little splash of camera kind of test stuff on YouTube. Um, I was working full-time as a cinematographer uh, until COVID shook some stuff up. And uh, I still work occasionally, but I do a lot more on YouTube. And I do, I also didn't, I didn't mention this, but I also do live streams uh, on Twitch and some occasionally on YouTube as well. So live streams as in on the bike, riding around. And that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool thing to be doing, man. That's a sick yeah. Would you would it be confident to say that without COVID there will be no Terry YouTube? Uh I would say that COVID definitely pushed to grow the channel and for me to make more stuff. The problem mm. the problem with me is uh during COVID, they, you know, I was in Los Angeles um, with a bunch of camera gear. I was on a job actually, and uh, the job got canceled for because of this thing called COVID, <laughs> and I almost got stuck in Los Angeles. Um, so I came back home, and they, you know, they they told everyone not to go outside, 
or in, you know, unless you needed to exercise or whatever and just kind of stay in and everything was closed. So, um, I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> so I started, uh, I started, well, first I started live streaming. Uh, I wanted to learn something. So I was like, I should learn how to live stream, you know, from my computer at home. So mm-hmm. I learned that and it, you know, it's, that's nothing, I guess, for most people nowadays, because everyone does uh, video conferencing and video commuting for work. They all went through it. But, you know, dialing in the camera and the light and like working with OBS or whatever software you use and camera switching and all that stuff uh, took some time to figure out. So that's what I did for a while. And then, uh, then I started going out and riding and like just kind of documenting um, New York city during COVID, which those videos are like super long winded. And like, I'm, you know, I'm just wearing a camera and riding around and like kind of commenting on things and just like stream of consciousness. It was almost like a live stream, you know, mm. cause I didn't edit. Yeah. I didn't really edit that stuff. I just let it live raw. So that's all on there. And then, yeah, COVID really helped push the channel. And it also did a thing where the community around at least on youtube kind of grew um with me and my channel because i was doing a live stream every day so people were coming into the chat every day and saying good morning and started to get to know each other and then out of that some people realized they live really close to each other and some people ride bikes and are friends with each other now which is super cool so um you know covid was a terrible thing but uh something good came out of it you know yeah can i ask you a little bit more about for other people and for myself out of curiosity what is your format and cameras you use and editing and how do you when you because you create a lot of content and it's really inspiring and you know for me to see someone doing what you do is is all inspiring because you've built this following and this 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 the way you do it around your passion and it's kind of why what i started out with fixed gear again last year when i moved to berlin and you you just you're very entertaining and uh just i wondered if it would be nice to explain a bit more about your process oh yeah my process is um <laughs> i don't want to my use process, a cheesy word of yeah, process, yeah no no no, yeah. no my process is a shit show um <laughs> honestly the the way that it the way that the i even the reason why i created this youtube channel was uh, a necess- necessity to just kind of have a place to put stuff video tests and things and just like mm-hmm. random stuff I, I, like i had a you know i was at the production company and it all revolves around like testing a camera and trying to find out like you know, what I can, you know, how to use it or what, what I can do with it. So if you go my channel, the first couple videos on the channel, it's just me wearing a GoPro on a chesty basically, mm-hmm. but like years ago and, um, just riding around the city. Um, and those are highly, those are kind of edited really short. They're like minute long, two minutes long maybe. But, um, I was just trying to figure out how to use the GoPro because we did have a job coming up where we might have needed to use some GoPro stuff. So I started messing with it. Uh. 
um, and just seeing what I can get out of it. You know what I mean? And trying to figure out like how well it would look if you, you know, how stable it would be for POV and all that. And this is before there was like, nowadays you can just buy a GoPro and you know, you can just put it on chesty and just most people don't really mess with the settings anyways. They just hit record and go. Mm-hmm. But, um, I was trying to figure out how to get the most quality out of that little camera. Um, yeah. and as I went on, I started really, you know, trying to dial it in, putting it on gimbals and trying to figure out how to really lock the shutter down and get some motion blur in there and make it mm-hmm, feel, mm-hmm. feel more like it feels when you ride a bike. Cause it didn't feel that way to me. And in my opinion, when you hit record on the new cameras, it still doesn't, people will argue against that with me, but having the GoPro stability that works with a really high shutter angle. So it just doesn't that when you look at it on screen and when you're riding, like I see motion blur when I'm riding. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You, know you don't I mean? see the sharp crisp. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, you know, I don't, I shoot with the camera on auto um, when I'm just, it's not being lazy or anything. It's just more out of convenience because there's less equipment that I need to bring on some, especially I've been doing a lot of longer rides. But like, if you look at the older videos and like you can, if you watch the hotlines, you can see how the picture quality changes. And honestly, the picture quality has nothing to do with the views either. Cause like there's a Cooper Ray video that I shot and the camera is pretty much shot at auto. It's on a gimbal, but it's kind of, I think I had the ISO set at a max, but I wasn't using NDs or anything at the time for the GoPro. So it's, it's sharp edges, but then as, as you go down and look at like more current hotlines, you'll see that like, Oh, now the audio is better. Oh, now there's motion blur. And like, you know, until I got it completely dialed in, but that's Mm -hmm. like just one example of like the process This is just with the GoPro just trying to figure it out, you know? And then like the <clears throat> putting up, having a place to just, it was kind of like a diary, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. putting it up somewhere. Cause if not, you know, it's just going to live on a hard drive. And I thought that was stupid. Not that I, I never had the intention of like, Oh, you're going to get a hundred thousand subscribers or more or whatever. And you have this so community. Well, man. It's so inspiring. It's um, really, really, really inspiring. It just comes out of like just experimenting and stuff, you know? So that's what I always, people always ask, like, what's your camera settings or what's this? And like, I've Mm. shared them in videos, but the most important thing that I always try to tell people is like, you need to experiment. (laughs) Like you need to create, you need to actually be doing it. And like understand why I landed on the choices I landed on to make uh, you know, like why I chose to shoot at this shutter angle or why I chose not, you know, to put the camera in this position, you know, like you should figure that out for yourself. And then you would understand, you know, you get a better understanding. At least I, that's how my brain works. I have to do things to really learn. So somebody can't just be like, this is what you do. And then I'll, mm-hmm. know, you know, and like, Oh yeah. You can take, yeah. <laughs> You can so take that's, some tips and techniques from people, yeah, I think. Exactly. But actually to going use, out and trying it and being like, exactly. that doesn't look the same. Why yeah. is that not what I want? Or maybe I put it here or maybe I do this. And Yeah, there's plenty of people who are like, 
you know, 60 frames a second, you know? And I'm like, okay, that's for you. You probably play a lot of video games, but that's yeah. not what reality looks like, you know, for me, maybe that's what it looks like to you. So that's good. Like, good for you. You know, I always, I'll always see comments like that. Um, and then, you know, you can keep going and there's other videos. I just mentioned the hotline cause that's probably the most popular video series, but there's other stuff on there. There's like these old, like before people were uploading 4k videos to YouTube, <laughs> it's kind of corny now, but they're like called 4k chasing. Cause I was uploading 4k videos when like they're not huge. a lot of people were. Yeah. I yeah. remember those. I remember those. That's when I first started following you. Yeah. So I those videos, the reason why I even did those is because we were, I was still at the production company and, um, this company that has now, um, been it's now done it's over but uh have you heard of boosted boards <laughs> that company yeah. yeah yeah that company uh reached out and they wanted us to do like you know it wasn't that big of a budget but they wanted us to like do these videos but it had travel involved with it so they wanted us to go to like all these different cities and do these like really short videos in all these cities um because they had seen the hotlines you know that's where we got that job from they saw the hotline videos and they're like, Oh shit. Okay. Maybe they can do these videos. Cause I, I you know, you, there's like a, a sense of like the city's a character and that that's what these videos, um, 4k chasing videos were about. Um, it was about riding a boost. Or I mean, um, I'm sorry, the boosted board videos were going to be about was like how each person commutes in a city and what the city looks like. So, hmm. so I was like, fuck no. Like I used to skateboard, you know, for 13 years. Like when I was younger, I would skate. That's like, I had a bike, but I was full. Like I was, I would skate. <laughs> that was what yeah. I would, that's what I would do. <laughs> I didn't ride. I would skate. And and that's honestly where some of the, my background in filming stuff came from. Cause uh. I was always the, the fucking kid with, I got the camera, you know, and I would just record everybody and, we didn't even have editing software at the time. I would just plug in the RCA cables to the back of the TV and just oh, hit play, fuck. you know? So like <laughs> it was on a, it was on a tape, you know? So we would just play it back. TV. Exactly. So, yeah. um, I was like, no, like that's corny. I'm not going to ride these booster boards, but, uh, they sent us two of them anyways. And they sat in our studio. And I remember us, I remember it took us like three days, at least me. I don't know what was wrong. I don't know why I had such an ego, but I was just like, I'm not going to be seen with that fucking boosted board. <laughs> I will not, you know? So like day one, it's like sitting in the corner. Day two, it's like, you know, and then we're, we're like in the, we're like in our studio, like just barely like using it, like kind of like, uh, day three, we like got it into the hallway of our studio and like someone saw us on it. And I was like, Oh no, somebody saw me. And then by day four, I was like, all right, let's just fucking bring it outside, brought it outside. And I like gave it full throttle and like put it in the fast mode or whatever. And I was like, damn, these are actually kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> these fly. Yeah. And, fast. Yeah. And then yeah. I realized like the problem with that company, which they already knew is like, they, they just they cost too much so like the type of people who had the money to buy them weren't necessarily people who had backgrounds in skateboarding necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know it was just people who 
thought electric skateboards were cool for some reason. It was the next thing. So <laughs> these people who don't know how to skate or have no way to even don't even know how to stand on a board properly are now riding them. So making the brand look bad. And then when you see someone on one, you're like, oh my God, look at that fucking guy. He's about They're to crash. Eat shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> all of that said, uh, we ended up, I needed to test to see if I can shoot board to board because that's what they wanted. They wanted, that was the only way to shoot. So I put a A7S2 on a gimbal mm-hmm. and I rode around on a boosted board like the next day. And that's kind of how it all happened for those 4K chasing videos. I was like, well, I need to learn how to ride this boosted board and I need to learn, I need to see if I can actually track somebody in traffic. So my um, buddy, Brian, who I was a partner with in the company, um, the first video is like black and white because I fucked up the exposure really bad. So I just helped hide it uh, with black and white because uh, I didn't have like a monitor or anything. And we're shooting yeah. like S-Log on a fucking 8-bit camera. Anyways, it was trash. So we shot it. I shot it, put it in black and white and, um, you know, and and tracked him just put it at like f8 there's no autofocus on that thing put yeah. it at not good one anyways put it at f8 and just kind of zone focused it and just like tracked him around the city and that was me getting used to tracking somebody getting used to riding a booster board in traffic and honestly i just because i have uh confident not confidence like i'm like um comfortable than more than most on a on a on a skateboard at least most who would ride a boosted board, I think. Like I have some background in it of skateboarding that I'm kind of comfortable on it. And then I'm also kind of comfortable in traffic because I've been skating in, you know, I used to go to San Francisco as a young kid. This is a long-winded uh, explanation, but yeah. It's good, it's good. Just comfortable, comfortable in the, uh, you know, in the in traffic and stuff on a skateboard and then comfortable in traffic on a bike as well that I just kind of like, it was it was okay so then i started filming other people and it mm. just continued to help me develop the skill set and like the know-how to like you know there's a couple things that i learned while testing that on people letting people leave the shot and come into the shot and how to like how to make it more dynamic and stuff so um that's what those 4k chasing videos were and then mm-hmm that you know gave me the confidence and then i was like yeah we'll do this job so then we you know we traveled to like five different cities for boosted board and filmed some of the earliest videos um all because of my (laughs) all because of me just testing cameras and that's where the stuff came from and i mean you just said you you started watching the channel back then and that's kind of what that was so that's what the channel's always been. And now that I'm like in a spot where I'm like, oh, this is like full time. Um, I'm feeling like I'm like, man, how do I te- how do I just put camera test stuff on something that's actually the real thing now? <laughs> it's kind of hard. Uh, but also, you know, like um, a lot of that stuff. I'm, you didn't ask me this question, but I'm going to just dive into it. A lot of a lot of the like um, hotlines. And like 4K chasing, like the, I love doing the more like uh, the 4K chasing video style where it's like edited and like there's a lot of different different variety of cuts. Like I'm mm. I'm more 
into doing that in, instead of hot lines nowadays. <laughs> if I'm going to do a bike edit, I just think they're more entertaining to mm-hmm. do. I think they're more entertaining to watch. Um, they're not as, um, they're obviously not as like intense and like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, you know, there will always be, I'm not saying I'm never going to do a hotline again. It's just like, I've done so many. I'm just kind of giving it a nice break. <laughs> okay. It's just like done a lot of them. So, and I kind of, and I kind of shared the idea. I was like trying to get people to like, you know, not like step up and take my place. But I was like, you know, there's other people who are doing exactly what I've done. Uh, there's a guy in uh, Chile that I, that I know, um, Lucas, I can't think of his last name right now, but he does a good job. Um, actually, I think they're here right now for Monster Trek. He does a really good job of, of like documenting his scene out there. Um, obviously, Lucas Burnell, it's not the same, but he's got his own kind of thing and he's the OG. He's the one that really like was the first to really conf- like confidently and collectively <laughs> film people on bikes, like mo- the camera's yeah. moving and he's tracking moving bikes, you know? That's what I mean by that. And then, um, the, like doing it properly. The, the both cameras on both sides of the helmet. Yeah, like, you know, that's because it was so shaky you know they had to ed- they had to cut it all the time like lots of cuts cut 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 yeah um that's kind of why i thought the hotline stuff was something cool and different because you could just let the shot linger for so long mm. and the longer the shot lingers i feel like the more and more and more intensity builds and the more things that are happening in front of the cyclist you can see the city moving around and the cyclists going around these things. And it's just like kind of mesmerizing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? I'm just rambling now, but, uh, other videos is just like, you know, just camera test, man. Like I get a new camera and then I get, and then I do like a, a camera test and I, and, and I don't even put a lot of like, this is like t- kind of a fault. Like I don't put a lot of like, uh, work into the post or something like you know i've uploaded some black magic footage and people are like you graded that like shit <laughs> like all this stuff and i'm like yeah i know because <laughs> i'm fucking not good at grading <laughs> and 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 i don't care to like not that i want to put a bunch of trash up it's just like i want to put that that's a camera test now i want to put it up so i can move to the next thing i don't want to work on it for like a week you know yeah and that's kind of what I was like trying to transition to is like, I'm slowing. It seems like I'm slowing down as far as like, uh, the amount of videos I put out, uh, consistently, mm-hmm. at least the, the beginning this year is feeling that way. You know, I'm just kind of doing videos that take a little bit longer in terms of like editing and stuff. They're not anything, you know, the videos aren't crazy or anything. They're just, there's more information and more like layers of things that I'm trying to put on this stuff to just make it a little bit different from what I've done before. So, um, Mm. and then the cameras I have, um, here that I use frequently, I have a, um, like I call it my YouTube camera. (laughs) 
I have an FX. I have an FX three. That's like oh. my. Yeah, that's like my Sony. It's like my. Uh, I really like them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, using one recently. It's it's not bad. Uh, everything about it is pretty it's damn great good. Camera, great camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, so I have that for YouTube. But honestly, like, if I'm shooting like a bike ride and I'm on the bike, I I have brought the FX three with me, and I have shot like edits like bike edits but if i'm personally on a bike ride and i'm riding i'm not bringing i'm not i'm just not bringing fx3 with me i'm not like uh i'm not gonna vlog you know what i mean like i'm not gonna that's just not my style <laughs> and i find that um what's his name he's in the uk he's he's doing well um francis cade he brings like yeah. yeah, he brings like a Sony with him and like, you know, I think lately he's been doing more GoPro stuff, but it's like you know, got to give it up to the man for carrying a fucking cam- big ass camera around with a 16 to 35 like on his back and he's doing like real road rides. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but yeah. I also I also don't talk to the I feel like I don't, for YouTube, I don't talk to the camera as much like that on the scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to get better at that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, the GoPro, if, I, if I'm shooting with a GoPro I'm putting, I'm, and I need to say something on the camera, like I'm all about using the iPhone. <laughs> like, Yeah, I was just about it, to ask what do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's in yeah. my pocket. And honestly, like I have the newer one and and I... It's amazing, right? Yeah, for, for what you're doing getting out of it as long as there's sunlight out the one thing is like audio's not always the best but sometimes the especially because i come from production like i feel like sometimes more times than not the story and what you have to say at that moment is more important than like making sure it's like perfect and like looks great because it's fucking YouTube and it's me on a bike ride. Like if I'm fucking sweating and I'm in the shade and I'm like freezing, I want you to know that <laughs> that's how it is. And I'm, I took the shot at that time, not because I'm lazy because it's just like you, everyone knows that you're on a bike ride yeah. and you're not going to, I'm not carrying a big ass brick camera with me. <laughs> I, I, I love shooting and I love riding. Yeah. I still find it hard to combine them. It's really hard. It's really yeah. hard. It's fucking. It's one of the the biggest things. I, I want to create this content, but generally, once I get on my bike, uh, it has to be a conscious effort to actually get the camera out and then do something. Yeah, it's you know what it is. It's like momentum, right? Bicycles. Yeah. Bicycles are like momentum. You don't want to stop exactly at the stop signs. You don't want to. Yeah. You want to con- continue to kind of roll through. You you know what I mean? Like even that's why my I totally out. get. So yeah. like even so like when you have to stop to like make a shot say something it's just like oh, yeah. it kind of ruins the bike ride and like yeah. as i'm getting more into it i'm realizing that like yeah man just fucking just get the shot how like and not don't don't ruin the ride over it yeah yeah it's <laughs> like i want to be out I there totally i want to be out there to ride you know and and no, i'm not always just like rolling around manhattan like i love riding through the city this time of year, especially, I'm not in the city too much because it's just fucking gross and cold and there's not a lot of people out. And I like to be in the city when there's people there because I like to mm-hmm. really interact and stuff. Uh, so, you know, I, I like riding on uh, all kinds of things. 
not just doing hotlines and chasing people through streetlights. Like I love riding, you know, mountain bikes. I love riding like I love being underbiked on my gravel bike and riding on mountain bike trails. I love I love being out there and doing long rides. So those kinds of rides is way harder to stop when you're mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really kind of tested a lot of the times on the, I am, I'm tested on those rides more than I am in the city for sure. Um, when I know there's no access to food or water and it's getting cold or it's getting dark yeah, yeah. or, you know what I mean? There's like a mental game going on. You've got to find some way to sleep that night and you've got to, <laughs> yeah. you've got to, you've got to, yeah, you've got to cook and, and, and pack your tent and pack your shit up and not all get eaten stuff. by mosquitoes and <laughs> all of that. And, and people film on those trips. People film oh, in man. the snow. Have they seen the frozen road? That guy that uh, yeah. His... yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Um, I also <sighs> watched this guy. Um, oh man, I'm so terrible at names. I'm not so this guy on YouTube, he's from uh, Toronto, right above me. He goes up into the woods all year, winter. It doesn't matter. Uh, but he has a, you know, he has one of those camping. He doesn't do bike stuff, but he does. He has one of those camping mm. um, YouTube channels, and it's just, it's just done really well. And and you would watch it, and you would know too, because the shots he sets up, it's you're just like. <laughs> God damn, you put your camera way over there to do a wide shot and you're yeah, like yeah. you're doing like a portage, like you're you're carrying your fucking canoe on your head and and yeah. you put your camera way over there to get that wide shot, you're um you're sick. That's two hours. That's yeah. like two hours or and a lot of can effort. Yeah. And you've gone and done that shot in a day where life is not easy and there's a lot going on, and you've still gone gone to the, the that level to create such a good shop so it's yeah you need to respect the the effort of those kind of people because yeah it's you need to do everything two or three times you know yeah like i'm every time now every time i'm watching like uh, either a, a vlog or uh, any kind of video and i see for example a vlog of one dude riding his bike and then there is a fixed shot of him just passing by mm-hmm. and he needs to come back, yeah. grab the yeah. camera and go back again. You know, like, that is so much work that I'm, I'm not able to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. When people self shoot that stuff, like going up a mountainside and you see like two kilometers away and you know, they've got to come back down, pick the camera, then ride back up again. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I, I like yeah. I like drop one of those in in a video like every once in a while. Yeah. I need to ask one more. Can I ask yeah, one yeah. more camera question first? Yeah. Well, a couple of more cameras. What was your first camera? Do you remember your first camera? Yeah, I mean, I don't know stuff? the. Yeah, I don't know the model. It was a Sony. Mm. It was like gray, white, and black. And I put oh, the sti- white and black one. I put stickers all over. It wasn't a very. It wasn't that expensive. Mi- um, mini DV though, was it? It was tape. I don't remember. I think it was mini DV. Um, did, you have a, did you have like a fisheye screw on? I So in San Francisco, there are all these like camera shops on Market Street. And I walked into one and bought a, you know, it's it wasn't the, the fisheye lens because it wouldn't work on my camera. It was like a wide angle adapter. Mm. And, and, and it was like, you know, the edges were completely soft. And the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I can't totally remember, but I knew then I was like, oh, yeah, that looks cool. But like it was like soft edges and black, you know, and it was four three, obviously. And like, yeah, yeah, um, I wish I still had it. I wish I still had the tapes like I wish 
there's a lot of stuff I wish I, I would have. Because, <laughs> like, I would have, you know, there was no internet then. Yeah. So, like, I would have tried to upload it. Like, I have the stuff now to do transfers from that stuff. Because I did have this dad cam that I was using. And there's some dad cam. I call it dad cam. It's like a more modern Sony kind of camera that shoots on uh it does sh- no it shoots on these like dvdrs or something i don't know okay but i was using that i i started using that on a couple of videos and that was really fun to just mm. like have this shaky dad cam footage <laughs> <laughs> as like b-roll and then i did a full video of my friend riding to prospect or to central park it's called oh, really? like how to poach central park and uh i don't know it's pretty funny it's nothing like super cool, but it's just my friend doing dumb shit on his mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. Yeah. That was my question. Thanks. I wanted to get that. So that's in. a lot of camera stuff and video, but yeah, I, I am like, that's the I'm channel, super dude. grateful for, <laughs> yeah, for like everything you put out there. It's, I mean, it's really nice, especially during COVID. It was like, it was a, a burst of fresh air mm. thing. Like people are still going outside and being able to look what's out there on the other side of, of the world. Uh, yeah. It, it's really nice. Um, coming back onto bikes. Um, do you remember how you got into bikes? I mean, after skateboarding? Yeah. Um, bikes came before skateboarding. Um, technically. Oh. Yeah. So I got into bikes. Um, let me see. I don't know how old I was. One year. So my birthday is right by Christmas, um, like five days away. So mm. one year I always, you know, I always get the like, okay, for your birthday and Christmas gift type shit, you know? <laughs> so for my birthday and Christmas gift, when I was a young kid, I really wanted a BMX bike. And yeah. this local bike shop had a GT Interceptor, <clears throat> which is kind of like one step over like baseline welcome to bmx yeah like the new the the one that was really good was the mach one and then the pro series so i had you know three steps down but it was it was a cool bike um and i would go to the local jumps which were just areas around where i grew up they were going to build houses so they had all the foundations flattened but they didn't build them for a long time. So there was all, it was built on a hill. So there were all these natural transitions. So we just built a bunch of lips and then there was like piles of dirt. So we like had dirt jumps. So we would just do like, you know, normal kid dirt jump stuff. And that was my, that was what I knew of BMX. I didn't know street BMX with pegs. I didn't even know that existed, but I had, you know, I tried to get every BMX plus and I would stare at, um, what's it called? Dan's comp. And it was just like a mm-hmm. mail order, like not even a website. You had to like, you know, highlight what you wanted. You had to go through the back of the magazine and yeah. look at the price. And, and they were like, like I, yeah, yeah, they were like tiny, <laughs> tiny, like really thin, like small typeface. Yeah. Um, so that was my introduction to bikes. And then I started racing BMX for the ABA, which is, um, oh. and I raced in Napa mostly, but I did go to a couple other tracks. So that is how I got into bikes. And then I took a long break because I got into skateboarding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got into skateboarding because I broke my wrist racing my bike. And they, <laughs> I showed up 
So I broke my I broke my wrist on a Sunday. It was like a triple points, like I don't think it was a nationals race, but it was like a triple points weekend. So like meaning you like can rank up really fast. You know, you get three times the points for for ranking. So it was like towards mm-hmm. the end of the year or whatever. So I think at the time I was like just about to be expert. And I was only like 14, 15 years old. So um what happened? I yeah, I just I looped out on some doubles or I went over the bars or something and I had to be taken to the ambulance, broke my wrist, um, knocked myself unconscious, and uh Shit. I tried to go back Damn. to practice on Wednesday. And I had a cast on my arm, obviously. And they were like, what are you doing? Like the, the people who like organize the race, you know, there's, you know, there's like a starting gate and stuff. It wasn't just like jumps. It was like a track. So like yeah. the race organizers was like, you can't ride. You have a cast on your arm. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, no, you can't. We're not going to let you ride. And I was like, all right, fine. And my friend was like, hey, there's a skateboard in my trunk like go it was right by the napa college they were just like go he was just like go you know go fuck around on the skateboard so i did and then pretty much after that i just never stopped skating that was it because <laughs> i couldn't ride so i just started skating all of a sudden and then off and on oh, i would use my bike my bmx bike to like pedal over to skate spots um and then for a long while you know i didn't I didn't ride. I didn't start riding bikes like seriously again until like shit, like 2000, 2007. How old are you, Terry? You don't mind me asking? I'm 39. 39. Too old for this shit, man. I'm 35. <laughs> <laughs> you go from- Too old yeah. for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, at 2000, 2007, like without giving you my whole life story, uh, I got out of high school, went into the military. I got out of the military. What? I got out of the military in 2007, went straight into college. I went to the military so I can go to college. So I started uh, college in San Francisco and I had a bike. I had the bike. I had a like a cruiser, a BMX cruiser that I bought while I was in the military and I was using it the same way. I was pedaling around to skate spots with my skateboard on my back. Um, and it was like, whatever, it was like a 24 inch cruiser. And, um, that's what I had in San Francisco. But there was this guy that lived in the, in the building and he let me borrow this DVD. It was like a teaser and he was always riding these weird road bikes, which I knew what they were and they didn't have brakes. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck? You riding these little tiny tire bikes, you know? And I was like, I guess they make sense. It looks like he's riding fast as hell. You know, that's cool. But it looks different, you know? And then I watched the the movie was uh, like a MASH teaser. And then MASH uh-huh. came out. I saw the real MASH after that. Yeah. And I, I was like, yo, what the fuck? This fuck. is sick. It's like a skate video. And, you know, I was skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it was shot by Gabe who Moford, yep. who's a, who films a lot of skateboard stuff in San Francisco. So I just was immediately attached to it because he filmed like it was the way he filmed it really. And then obviously Mike who owns mash um, did a lot of filming and stuff too. But like, it was that low angle, like hill bomb, like San Francisco. Like it just was, yeah. I was just hooked and like you watch it now and you're like, damn, this is old, but that's the shit that like got me 
like hooked on like wanting to ride these weird bikes. So that's, that's the story. I got back into biking then (laughs) and I can, I can keep, I can Uh, keep going. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy how that video put like so many people got into biggest year because of that video yeah i mean that video definitely is like 90 percent, 99 percent. but again i was in san francisco in 2007 and track bikes were already kind of all over the place starting in like 2003 um maybe even a little earlier so like they were uh, like in the the note like if you were in there if you were there you you definitely seen them and uh, and people were riding them and it wasn't just like bike people like that whole like fixed gear skateboarder like sf mm. skating like there was a there was this weird um culmination of i hate to say culture but it was like these yeah. people who rode skateboards were like riding these track bikes because bombing a hill all in like riding a track bike in San Francisco is way different than it is in New York. It's a different thing. So like hill bombing on a skateboard or snowboarding, there's like power slides and you know, that's how it is on a, on a track bike in SF. Mm-hmm. You do whip skids mm-hmm. to slow down and it's, yeah. it, it looks like it's just a style thing, but it's, it's kind of not, I mean, it Survival. is, it's, it just, this is the way you ride, you know? And I love that shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. what I was hooked on. I was like, "This is sick!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these fucking whip skids and these like carving down these hills with your yeah. rear wheel skidding—it's so fucking sick. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I rode BMX for so long, and then someone was like, "Why don't you try one of these?" I was like, "What a road bike!" They were like, "No, look at it." And you know, it, it had risers and no brakes. And I was like, "What is it?" <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, I'd never come across it, and. Then I, yeah, I saw someone riding fast, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then they were like, "But you can skid," and I was like, "What do you mean you can skid?" They were like, "It's fixed," and I was like, "What do you mean it's fixed?" And then, <laughs> and then Mac of Rama came out, and I was just like, "What? Yeah. What?" And and yeah, from 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 Mac of Rama and watching Pedal, uh, that the documentary yep. in New York. Yeah, um, no pedal. Yeah, that blue. They, they both just changed my perspective on cycling forever. Yeah. Yeah, two thousand one. Pedal is 10? such a great movie, but it's also like really, really hard. You know, like probably the main sentence that I remember from Pedal is that dude saying, "If you can stay away from uh, Korean. the messenger yeah. world, like definitely do it because it's not funny <laughs> and it's not, and you're not gonna make any money." And I'm like, "Shit, man!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like a. <laughs> I've never been a messenger and I have much respect for everyone who's out there doing that. But there's definitely a love for like suffering. You know what I mean? There's like, there's, that's already ingrained in cycling a little bit. Like you're out there suffering and you're like loving it, you know, like, yep. there's like, there's something about that and doing, doing some work that's underpaid, you know, it's underpaid in my opinion. And, And these people work hard, you know? and uh and I deal still... with crazy weather and you know there's like a yeah i do it type of mentality because you you know people love to suffer about it you know yeah i still would love to message and just for a year just to live on the street and ride the city like daily it's just something you could you can do it in a in a you could do it 
You can do it, I, dude. I try, when I moved to Berlin, I, 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 the first thing I did was when I hit up like three courier services. The language thing was obviously a, um, a, a complication. And then when I went into the first bike shop I went into and asked if they had work, they were like, yeah, you can start next week. So I ended up working in a bike shop part-time as a mechanic. Oh, that's I great. Had that, I had that experience from my younger years. Uh, before uh, working as a cinematographer so when I went to Berlin I worked three days a week as a mechanic and didn't end up messaging but yes someday (laughs) I would like to just do a summer I don't want to do winters I just want to do a glorious summer (laughs) of delivering packages in the city yeah they'll probably make you sign a contract yeah. No, you have to do winter as well (laughs) (laughs) two winters for every one summer you get yeah yeah (laughs) Um, so New York, uh, San Francisco, and in your video, you travel to, uh, Russia, Japan, Italy, Mexico. Is there any place that just hits different and you want to go back to where the writing experience was just different? Honestly, it depends on what kind of writing you're talking about. Um, you know, the 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 writing in San Francisco is is and when I say San Francisco I just mean northern northern California is just like a it's that hits different <laughs> there yeah. like you can have people there ride all bikes you know like people have track bikes people have mountain bikes people have road bikes they have grout they just have a bunch of different bikes because you could literally point in any direction and and ride something right you can go on a beautiful road ride you can go on a crazy uh all day gravel off-road kind of ride where it's like 20 percent road 80 percent like dirt you can ride in the city and bomb hills or you can go out to oakland and bomb some really big like more suburban hills in the in the oakland hills you can Mount Diablo, there's like all kinds of stuff. You can ride in like the um, wine district of a wine district, (laughs) like Napa, the wine area of California. (laughs) And it's like rolling beautiful green hills kind of closer to where I'm from. And um, there's just that place is like home. And that place is definitely like uh, a really, really amazing place to ride. as far as uh like other places like i've never really i'm going to talk about california again before i move on uh (laughs) (laughs) i always hated on la los angeles um even when i was younger before i was like when i took a break from riding bikes and i was skateboarding i had friends who moved down to la the skating in la was cool but i just never really vibed with la i just thought I don't know. I, the San Francisco is like the city. That's what that's what I, we call it. It's like, where are you going? The city. Like going to San Francisco, yeah. the city. Because like it is a city. And I look at LA and it's like, it's just a stretched out suburb. You know, there's a, there is a city downtown zone, but it's just like kind of doesn't have the same vibe. And I think what that is, is now that I'm older, I, I realize that it's just like a public transportation thing. It doesn't feel so intertwined. But now that I'm older and I I just got back from L.A., I don't know if it was the smog or I was just blind and I didn't know. But L.A. has mountains 
<laughs> and the, and the mountains are like right behind the skyline of LA. They're right there. And the riding there is out of this world. It is so good. Oh. Um, I was just there on a, on a ride called LA tourist. Um, I'm doing a video drop on Monday. Y'all <laughs> plug the channel. No, um, I'm trying to get the video done by Monday, but, um, yeah, so I, I was working with, uh, someone, uh, a company that helped, help get me out there and, and I got to try a cool bike for it. And, um, it's this, this, this ride called LA tourist. And we left from Burbank, which is, I think that's part of Los Angeles County. Maybe not. I mean, there's so many different little towns and stuff in LA. It's just one big giant place. That's why it doesn't feel like a city, but, um, it was like 30 miles of climbing up this road and then you just you're in the mountains and then we just rode the most epic looking sketchy shit people were walking up and down it was so much fun um and 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 we just barely scraped the surface of the LA mountains so i would say LA for sure is in the mountains is somewhere i definitely want to like sick want to go that back and ride good. it's yeah. definitely not somewhere you want to bring a track bike <laughs> <laughs> um but uh you know like um it's got all kinds of stuff uh good good climbing and good de- good descending and that that's the kind of stuff that i i really appreciate uh in cycling at least these days like being being away from cars and and i think that's because I live in New York City and it's just yeah. full of cars. So any contrast to my everyday is, is great. Like I like riding with cars too. It's just I like having the contrast of doing both. And and Los Angeles Mountains, goddamn. They mm. got it. Um and then out of other countries, um I I don't have a lot of experience riding like too much off-road. I'm gonna keep talking about off-road until I get into the city stuff. But uh, Italy in the, uh, like I've ridden there in the Tuscan area and Mm -hmm. it was really good. A little scary because it's so hot. (laughs) You have to prepare yourself for that, but really good riding out there. And then um, they don't have too much, I guess Japan's pretty good, Um, but City riding, I think Jakarta was like mind opening. It was a really cool place to ride, um, to to ride Mm -hmm. in the city because the way that the, how dense, densely populated it is and how you kind of ride on these highways, um, in the way there's like a hierarchy between cars, scooters, bikes, and pedestrians. And, and it was explained to me that if a car hits anybody, it's always the car's fault. If a scooter mm-hmm. hits anybody below a car, like a bike or a person, it's the scooter's fault. If a bike mm-hmm. hits a person, it's the bike's fault. And then the person, mm-hmm. the pedestrians always never, always never, <laughs> it's net, they're never at fault. So like, and then it works its way up. So it's like the uh, opposite in India. It's like and it's like exactly. the uh, yeah, and it's like the kind of the opposite in New York. It's just like the fucking you get hit and it's like whatever. The biggest thing has right of way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, there's a flow too. It's like things. It's kind of like that. I've been to Vietnam as well. Not really riding bikes, but I've you know seen the scooter life there, and it's like people just go with the flow, you know, and it works. And that's kind of yeah kind of why yeah. i like jakarta you know because it, it had like its own 
kind of flow. I have never been to Jakarta, but I remember uh, a courier friend talking about it. And he said, yeah, this is the place you're going to have the most fun uh, with your clothes still on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that, that appeals to me. Yeah, that, that speaks I, I to me. That. <laughs> and what if I take my clothes off? Is it more fun? <laughs> Is it more fun? Yeah. Do we double the fun yeah. then? Uh, okay, so Jakarta uh, and then, yeah, the, the West Coast. Yeah, much left of the West Coast. And then if you want to talk mountain biking, probably mm -hmm. don't. People don't. Um, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm sure not a lot of people who listen riding mountain bikes. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, I'm I'm actually leaving uh, on Monday, going on a, a mountain bike trip with some friends to the Four Corners region of the United States. So we're going into it's Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico. They kind of meet, you know, all the states meet, and they kind of make made a make a perfect 90 degree kind of corner there. So. Uh -huh. I don't know. I don't know if just tell me to shut up if you guys knew that. But uh, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Some no. people call it the Four Corners. I don't know. So we're doing a Four Corners trip. Okay. Um, yeah. And we're hitting all those states, and we're leaving on Monday. Nice. And it's, it's a mountain bike trip. So how many miles that, do you cover? Uh we're not we're not going to be touring. We're actually going to be driving. Be, between. Yeah, we're yeah, going to be yeah. driving between. So we're we're going to hit. Um, Grand Junction, we're flying in Denver, driving over to Grand mm -hmm. Junction, and we're going to ride in Grand Junction for two days, which uh, there's a there's a couple areas there that are really good that I've seen, never ridden there before. And then we're going to go into Moab, Utah, and we're going to get uh, shuttled. So someone's going to park our car in a parking lot, and then uh, they're going to shuttle, shuttle us up to this area and do part of this ride called the whole enchilada. Hopefully... Hopefully there's not too much snow, but sounds amazing. The shuttle service will take you as high as the snow level, basically, because they right. know better. Okay. And then uh, in the summer, it's like I think it's like seven thousand feet of descending. What and, shit? What? Yeah, and it takes like all day. And there's like climbing. What? And there's climbing in the middle too, and it's like it's like pretty technical. And in, in some parts, there's like crazy rock kind of drops. And like I've seen, if you look it up, you'll see there's like. Some people ride it all. Some, you know, it depends on your skill level, but you can always get off your bike. And that's kind of yeah. what I like about mountain biking is like, it kind of pushes your, me into a zone where it kind of pushes me into an area where, and it's not just jumping jumps, but it's like just kind of what is possible on the bike, you know, mm -hmm. just what you can yeah. roll down and roll and, and climb up. It's just kind of crazy once you get uh, more confident on the mountain bike, what, what the, the bike can actually do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and then, um, and what you're capable of doing, you know, it's like all, you find out that a lot of it's just mental. It's like just your, what, you know, what you believe you can do and how, how clear your head is. <laughs> I think especially after you've got, had good bike control in different environments. You learn, you put, dude. You learn, yeah. 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 I think they're learning a lot. I honestly, I tell people, who like riding track bikes and like riding through traffic, I, there's comparisons to, in to, my yeah. opinion, to riding mountain bikes at speed yeah. on trails and single track. There is then the, to riding in traffic, filtering through 
traffic on traffic streets. There's this, mm -hmm. there's this thing that happens where you're, you know, especially on a brakeless bike where you're like looking far ahead and you're, yeah. you're analyzing things as they're happening. You're kind of like, you know, telling the future people would think, but you know, you're just reading your space properly and you're not focusing on what you're writing on. You're focusing on what's coming up and yeah. you're just getting through it and navigating it that way and making ch uh, choices and decisions um, before you're, you're getting there. And that's when, you know, that's where line choice and all that stuff starts to happen. But there's a lot of similarities in yeah. my opinion to mountain biking and track bikes. And I hope one day we can get everyone on the dirt and yeah. ride the street. And, and, and yeah. I think it makes you a better rider. Riding I'm not a purist by any means. Yeah. I like all forms of bikes, man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I find road the hardest to get into, to be honest. Yeah, like, me just too. Getting out, just getting out on a road bike because I, I see a gravel path and I'm like, oh, that looks Yeah, bad. I want to go down that. I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean just because you're on a road bike doesn't mean you can't ride gravel. That's it that, doesn't, yes, yeah, that, yeah, I'm not that's saying what I used to, that's what I thought a gravel yeah. bike was before there were gravel bikes in San Francisco. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely not. And I think a lot of our listeners cross over as well. So all, oh, that's great. All, yeah, please feel free to go down any of that. It's, it's for me, cycling is the thing that saved my life in so many different ways in so many different forms. It's not the bike, the type of bike. It's the, it's the freedom. I think the, the, yeah. the ability to get on two, two wheels and, and feel alive is just, yeah. So the, the, yeah, the reason why I'm talking, I, I went really heavy into trails and talked about California and, and then, you know, I talked a little bit about city riding is I think the two best bikes to travel, at least to be a tourist with mm -hmm. like not, uh, to go to an area you've never been to before. I love the mountain bike. If, if you can make it happen, it's kind of expensive because it's such a big bike, but traveling to new places with a mountain bike, not to tour or anything, but to like ride mountain bike trails uh -huh. is one of the most, um, rewarding <laughs> ways, like reasons to be a tourist. I feel like uh -huh. you, you go uh -huh. to an area yeah, to yeah, go yeah. ride trails and you get to see Landscape. everyone, everyone yeah, goes, yeah. yeah, everyone goes yeah. and sees the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you go and you're going to go to the hotel or Airbnb, wherever you stay, and then you're going to go to the little tourist things. Like I've never been a fan of doing that kind of stuff. So this is, gives me a reason to like, oh, we're going to go and stay at some place that's like not in the town. It's like out in some smaller town because that's usually where the trails are. And uh, we're going to meet people who, I don't know, the people who live more out of the city are like kind of interesting in a way because it's like... <laughs> Not that they're more real or anything. They're just like not the type of people you come in contact with in in the city. They're like a different kind of type. But then on the flip side of that, traveling with a track bike is a fucking amazing as well. Yeah. Like there's so much community. Yeah. You can yeah. go to a city. You can meet people. I mean, that's just cycling in general. Um, yeah. And and you, same thing. You'll go to the city and you can ride out of the city as well and do rides. But like you can ride within the city. And because you have that bike, you are not stuck. No. You are not stuck. You don't have to wait for a car. No. You can, you have the ability to go ride around and see things way differently than somebody who doesn't have a bike. You can go down a street that you wouldn't normally go down because it's not in the right direction, but it looks interesting. Exactly. And if it's the wrong way, 
you just turn around and you come back and yep. it's minutes when you're walking or you're with company that just isn't an option you just you just don't get that freedom you get to see a city on a track bike or any bike whatever yeah. do you know what i mean in a different way i, I love a weekend away to a place that i've never been before with a bike Pff, it's, it's endless possibilities of just seeing things it's beautiful yeah yeah i can't agree more it's so good <laughs> so yeah the rest of the uh i guess the rest of the trip yeah we're just going to arizona and then we're going to new mexico <laughs> i just wanted to finish that thought <laughs> sorry yeah yeah finish it because <laughs> yeah. no that's perfect that's amazing i mean the entire trip sounds incredible what was the first yeah. one called the whole enchilada yeah so the whole enchilada is in moab and if you look that up online or youtube you'll see there's like you know people it just goes and goes and goes um that's like the best effort to fund ratio you just drive there and you descend and then yeah. i mean there, no there's some climb there's a little bit of climbing in there too but yeah it's mostly descending um so this the shuttle takes you up and i guess you go down a bit you go down there's a little bit of up and back down and some rocky it's mostly situations. down yeah but yeah there's i i believe there's a couple little punches and i think you still have to do some climbing Sounds sick Sounds but it's sick. yeah but it's like an all-day thing and you just get to and you're out and the landscape is crazy you're riding on rocks you know it's like oh, it's like that whole zone that four corner zone is very similar type of terrain like sedona is a really bright red i think uh, moab is like a gray color i don't know about um junk uh grand junction really i think it's a mix between actual dirt and rocks and then i've never been we're going to santa fe and then um the guys are leaving and then um my brother who i recently got into mountain biking he is hyped on mountain biking he's a little bit younger than me he's uh 32 so um he just got a bike and i just went out to california and like once he got the bike, I was like, all right, I'm going to come out there so we can ride together so I can just make sure he's, you know, properly hyped and kind of, I gave him some stuff for his bike to kind of make it a little bit better and then uh, made, made sure he was, you know, doing things right, <laughs> so, you know, because he's going to be riding alone. So I was like, you know, just trying to show him a little bit about air pressure and this and that and like what kind of trails he should be looking out for. But uh, he's on it now he like hits me up a couple times a week and he's just like oh i did this ride he's already doing like 30 mile mountain bike rides which 30 miles might not sound like a lot but on a mountain bike that's a long that's a that's a that's a good ride so like he's already he's getting in shape he's like getting fit so he's he's, so pumped he's just like full adrenaline he's out yeah and that's what cycling does and 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 for people who don't ride like fixed gears or, or live in a city like he doesn't live in a city like I think mountain biking is a, or gravel is like a really good way to get somebody who lives like more suburban style, like lifestyle, you know, who has cars mm-hmm, and can drive mm-hmm. to get them into cycling, you know, cause riding around your neighborhood in the suburbs is lame, you know, it's boring. That's why people don't do it. Um, but if you live in a city, it's a different thing. So yeah, at least he, he can throw his mountain bike on the truck and he has access to all kinds of trails in California. So he's been he's been doing that so he's gonna meet me in uh in arkansas a couple days later so we're gonna go ride arkansas and then we're gonna go visit some family and then come back so i'm gonna be gone for like two weeks of like mountain biking pretty much i'm gonna be 
exhausted. I'm going to have a bunch of like video that I shot, but I'll probably upload them to YouTube. But um, I, I talk about it all the time. No one cares about my <laughs> mountain bike videos. <laughs> but, it, you know, I, I think of it just as my, uh, if I go to my first video talking about exactly. experimenting in the channel, exactly. it's like this channel has always been about me just experimenting. So yeah. like going back to like not feeling pressure to like, you know, there's do, making things that people want to see. It's like, obviously I want to make, the people who subscribe happy and put yeah. things that they want to watch, but like I'm, I'm still going to ride, you know, the things I like to ride and I'm still going to film those things. Cause that's, that's what I do. I mean, I don't like to film every ride, but I'm still going to, you know, if I'm riding mountain bikes for two weeks, you know, there's going to be a, at least a couple mountain bike videos. <laughs> do it, do it. And uh, yeah. this, this area of the country is, is just really beautiful too. So, even if you don't like mountain biking, hopefully they'll like, uh, you know, it'll be the, the just scenery, a beautiful yeah. watch. Just look yeah, at it yeah. for the lens. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll you be, I'll try, be watching, you know, if it has 2000 views, I'm sure 1500 of them came from me. I'm like, Oh yeah. I remember I went, to, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I went to, feeling. yeah, I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to Moab and did the whole enchilada. Oh, that was, those were the days when, you know, I was watching that video again. <laughs> On a serious note, though, I like watching my own content back for that feeling of achieving or doing something. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy it. I must admit, I do enjoy sometimes. Like I said, it's like a diary, dude. Yeah, it's a diary. Yeah, Uh, I totally agree with that. I shoot a, I shoot a lot with my phone too, and uh, so you know, I'll, I'll just empty out my phone on, uh, on YouTube, make an edit. You know, I'll just, it'll Mm -hmm. just be like cut to music and or whatever oh, that's the 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 iphone dump yeah right? i just put them out the video dumps and i just like you know it's a dump of my phone that is truly a diary and i'm sure i watch those the most because i'll watch those back like at the end of the year i'll watch like all of them and be like oh yeah i remember that like this so that's all the the mountain bike stuff and yeah uh i mean that I th- i'm pretty sure that travel is going to be sick and that's one thing. If I go to the U.S. Um, once more, I'd, I'd really like to give a little bit atten- give a, give a little bit less attention to the cities and just go into the countryside and probably either ride a track bike or a mountain bike. But yeah, even go to the trails. Yeah, even in uh, like I mentioned, San Francisco being a mecca of like all kinds of riding. Like you can ride in the city there. Like I was just there and I did a ride. We were about to leave the city to go into this area called the Headlands with a friend I haven't seen in a while. And he was like, I was just like, oh, have you ridden Sutro? Because you got a new bike. And he's like, no, I've never ridden Sutro. And Sutro is like, the there's like this tower in San Francisco that's like popular. It looks kind of cool. And that's Mount Sutro. It's in the middle uh-huh. of the city. It's like right where we were. And he's like, yeah, I don't ever go because I, I don't really know the trails. I'll get lost. And I was like, all right, let's go to Sutro. I want to show you how to get there so you can ride there. And we had such a good ride. And like we were still in the middle of the city. It was like, you know, it was like maybe an hour and 45 minute ride. But it was like 25 miles and two, you know, 2200 feet of climbing just like in the middle of the city. And it was all, you know, 80 percent dirt, you know, trails. And we were both on like kind of gravel like bikes and uh 
that like that type of stuff is kind of it's it's possible in other other cities as well i heard richmond virginia has really good trail network within it um new york obviously you don't hear about new york's trails too much but um <laughs> it has a lot of city <laughs> which ones uh, are but, the underground yeah but no but there's 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 a couple stuff that's like there's a couple things here that are like kind of fun because and it's not just because I live in the city and I don't know any better because like I, I do travel to California quite a bit. So I know what what I think good riding is. And there's some stuff here that's, you know, it doesn't have the same elevation and it's not as close to your front door. But New York has some good trails, too. It's just they're just not ridden very much. Like, I mean, there are people mm. people just don't ride. You just hear about the city riding and most people here ride road bikes and track bikes. It's hard to get people to kind of ride on the dirt more but there's what there's some really good mountain biking that's close by that i really like there's a bike park in new jersey that we go to a lot um prospect park i mean it's nothing it's really literally literally nothing but bringing a gravel bike on the trails there super fun it just mm-hmm. makes it just sketchy enough where it's fun um yeah so riding that and then and then you can do like a lap around the road on your gravel bike and then you can do a dirt lap and then you can do another road lap if you want you know you can really uh you can really mix it up and then it's got some there's some what i'm saying is there's there's stuff there's stuff all over the place it's just uh in different cities it's just you know i think it takes a bit more to find it yeah exactly yeah um yeah so just amazing ride all bikes man yeah, <laughs> yeah man ride all the bikes <laughs> i think that's one last uh, question yeah, about about bikes um, yeah. is tradition here on the show to ask uh, is is there like a like do you have any favorite track bike slash frame that is just yeah it sounds like home to you something you have or you you'd like to have um classically i always wanted um a um cannondale like track the like 90s oh, sea track yeah the like yeah. the 90s one like the there's like a couple og frames that i never had yeah that one the gt gtb the triple triangle mm-hmm. i always mm-hmm. thought that one was really cool now these bikes are bikes that i probably wouldn't ride daily you know, I would probably, these are the types of bikes I would have like a, a city gear on and, and ride around the city occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Cause mm-hmm. you know, they're old, they're like one inch head tube type bikes, but, um, and then the Bianchi, the concept, yeah, yeah. Oh, that okay. thing, um, just my favorite. Yeah. Just like getting into riding track bikes. Like that was like kind of, kind of the bike. So those three are like classics for me. I was never heavy into like NGS frames because I'm just a big dude and there's not a lot of, op- the yeah. Team. And there's not <laughs> yeah, a lot of, yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of there's options n- for my yeah, size yeah. really. And yeah. then, uh, so those aluminum frames kind of spoke more to me, even though yeah. I heard the Cannondale's the pretty, um, not, not the strongest, it, it, the, the rear end pretty easy. Yeah. 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 yeah and the Bianchi will just crack under you, yeah. uh, at any occasion, but yeah, but the, those, but the 22, man, often. the number 22 little wing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I yeah. have. But uh, you know, it's, it's more of like, 
if I had a velodrome that was, there's a velodrome here in New York in Queens. It's just outdoors and kind of beat. Like I don't, I don't uh, race or anything, but um, it's kind of, it's, it's more set up for riding it on that than it is on the streets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That one's a future classic though. No doubt. It's hundred percent. People are going to be looking for that one. in I don't know, like 20, 30 years time. Yeah. That. Yeah. Less. It's a good, it, it's a good bike. Um, it is a good bike, but uh, I don't, you know, that's, that's it for track bikes. Really? That's, I don't think I'll, <laughs> I don't think I'll buy another track bike. I think I got the bike. That's, that's what I have. I'll, I'll never get rid of it. <laughs> it's the forever. Yeah. The forever bike. Like it's like that bike is forever. The, uh, and my gravel bike, which is also number 22 is like the divide, so, right? It's, it's yeah. the, the yeah. drifter. It's like, yeah, never. Oh yeah. The drifter not getting rid of that bike either. You know, there would, it would, I don't know what I would, what bike would come out to make me want to get rid of that. I'm going to listen to this later in like a couple of years and be like, Aha! <laughs> and, and be like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless it, you know, something happens to it. That's about it. You know? All right. Well, if that wraps it up for track bike, uh, yeah, that's also another episode of the slow spin society podcast wrapped up guys. As usual, everything we discussed today will be in the show notes on the blog. Uh, I'll try to find like all the all the destinations of Terry's tour, uh, the com, along with the various articles and writes up I post every two weeks. If you get value out of the show, why not consider putting value back in? Uh, you can visit patreon.com slash podcast to join the community where pledging at any level will grant you access to the extended cut of the podcast with the pre and after show. Special thanks goes to our 28 Patreons 28 right now. Patrons. Yeah, 28. Yo, that's gone up. Sick. Backing, uh, backing us up into that crazy venture that's the Slow Spin Society. As always, thank you so much for your support. You can also find us on our Discord server. The invite link is also in the show notes. Always our Instagram account, at slowspinsociety, at currency.co, at, of course, Terry Baronson, and I go by at underscore Paul underscore you. Uh, oh, no, that's right, Rob. You changed no, no, your I didn't, Instagram. No, I didn't go back. It's back to what it used to be. Go, oh, it's back to what it used to be. Yeah, Rob42069. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> xx <laughs> slash dog won't shut the fuck up <laughs> sorry about the dog well story. guys uh sharing the podcast with your friend is by far the easiest way to support a show by giving us a good review on the platform of your choice the music is lovely swindler by maria and the illustration as always is by me terry it is tradition on the show it's another tradition just before we say goodbye to the main show listeners, uh, is there anyone else you would like to hear on this Let's Been Sidey podcast? Oh, let me think about that. I was going to say Willis from Deluxe. Yeah, that I know. I'm just kidding. I would say, I got him. I would say, you did. You totally got me. I would say, I don't know if you guys know him uh jdr he's uh he's a guy who's part of slow squad john daniel reese he's uh he's a photographer that you've seen his work but you probably don't know the man um 
I do know the man, and he's a really nice dude. Oh, there you go, then. You met the guy. He should get on there. You should talk photography with him. Um, Absolutely. He's, he's still he's really up. Nice. Look at his work. Yeah, yeah, he's still up to it. He's he's still active, doing a lot of, um, a lot of cycling photography work that you guys probably seen that yeah. you didn't even know he took the photos. I didn't even know he took these photos. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> You should hit him up. I think I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna DM him. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what's up? Long time no see. And it's gonna be like, uh, last time I saw you were a kid. <laughs> You're looking like 14 or something. <laughs> Sick. But yeah, awesome. Great Sounds recommendation. great. Terry, honestly, absolute pleasure to talk to you, man. Like, I really, really loved it from from the bottom of my heart. Like, really like chatting with you. Really nice to hear your opinion on everything and uh thank you for coming on oh no worries man thank you for uh letting me ramble for a while it was it was good to be here (laughs) good to meet you guys and yeah you always have a place to stay in london or wherever if you if you want to hook up that yeah dude yeah yeah, i like speaking of riding around cities i like riding around around london it's uh keeps me on my toes really good city yeah it's a good people yell at me yeah (laughs) they say make (laughs) way make way I like shout hip hip sorry thank you and then I'm off. <laughs> so British. Yeah, so oh my gosh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> All right, guys, that's gonna be it for the main show. We're gonna go on to a quick after show, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Bye bye. Later. I'm happy that Rob's riding his bike.